It's October 11th. You're listening to the President's Daily Brief. I'm your host and former CIA officer, Brian Dean Wright. Your morning intel starts now. First up, a very important update out of Ukraine. With an escalation of strikes on civilian targets over the past couple of days, both by the Russians and the Ukrainians. Plus, we're seeing acts of sabotage and cyber attacks in Europe and the United States. Coming up, I'll explain the latest, along with my assessment of why this war is likely to get much worse very soon. As always, I'm keeping an eye out for developing stories. Put this one on your radar. The governors of Texas and Florida have taken a lot of heat for sending illegal migrants to Democrat cities and states. But one liberal mayor on the border is acknowledging this morning that he has sent even more illegals to New York than they have. But before we get to that, let's get started with today's main brief. A very big update out of Ukraine this morning, and it echoes the analysis that I've been offering you for months now. This war of attrition between Ukraine, Russia, and the United States is bad, and it's getting worse. Not just in faraway Europe, but here in the homeland too. First, let's start in the southern area of Ukraine, known as Crimea. And some quick history here. In 1954, the Soviet Union had control over this peninsula, but they gave it to Ukraine. Ever since then, Russian leaders have regretted that decision. So in 2014, Vladimir Putin invaded that territory and took it back. Most global powers don't recognize what he did officially, but effectively, it's Russian territory. Four years later, in 2018, Vladimir Putin finished construction of a $4 billion bridge to connect Crimea to mainland Russia. But it's not just a bridge for Russians, most especially Russian nationalists like Putin. That bridge meant that they were fixing history from a mistake made back in 1954. More recently, though, it's played a very critical tactical role for Russia in their war in Ukraine. You see, there's a rail line on that bridge that runs alongside two vehicular lanes. And that rail line has helped move troops and equipment from Crimea in the south to other areas in the east and the north on the Ukrainian battlefield. Well, on Saturday, part of that bridge was blown up. It appears a truck bomb was the culprit, though we'll likely learn more details in the coming weeks and months. Regardless, the bridge was damaged. It's still somewhat operable and repairs are underway. Nevertheless, it was damaged. So the question remains, who did this? Well, the Russians are blaming the Ukrainians and Ukraine. Well, they're all but saying, yeah, we did it. Ukraine's Ministry of Defense tweeted out a mocking statement on Saturday and made reference to their previous attack on a Russian warship last April uh, when they sunk the ship Moskova. Then, along with Moskova, they added the bridge to their list. So here's the official statement. Quote, the Moskova and the bridge two notorious symbols of Russian power in Ukrainian Crimea, have gone down. What's next in line, Ruskies? Meanwhile, the government of Ukraine's official Twitter account sent out a tweet also on Saturday saying, quote, sick burned, end quote. Well, not surprisingly, Russia responded to those mean tweets and the burning bridge. And by that, I mean Putin really responded. He fired off at least 84 missiles, some of which were fired from drones, hitting at least six cities all around Ukraine, from areas in the far west, where fighting has been pretty rare, uh, to the south and to the east, where most of the war has been confined. Uh, 
The missile struck all sorts of critical infrastructure, uh, bridges, railroad lines, electricity substations, roads, water systems, even a dam. And out of all of that, it killed horrifically 20 people, many more injured. By the way, some apartment buildings and office towers were hit too, although it's unclear if they were targeted or rather they were just nearby infrastructure that was the actual target and the missiles just missed the mark. Regardless, the key takeaway here is that the battlefield has now absolutely and unquestionably extended into Ukraine's civilian populations, into the big cities. And while that's been modestly true since last February, it's often been in less obvious ways with fewer targets. In other words, the scale and overtness of the attacks on civilians, well, it went from more modest to much, much more aggressive. And that means that we are much more likely to see these kinds of attacks with very heartbreaking consequences for civilians. And if you're wondering how the world reacted to this development, well, it's probably what you would have expected. China and India, who are supporters of Russia, expressed concern but didn't condemn Moscow for their missile strikes. Meanwhile, the president of the United Arab Emirates in the Middle East announced that he will pay Putin a friendly visit starting today, a clear sign that Russia still has its friends. Europe and the United States, however, were not pleased. They both condemned the Russian attack. Joe Biden, for his part, said, quote, These attacks only further reinforce our commitment to stand with the people of Ukraine for as long as it takes. Now, I want you to remember that last part, as long as it takes. And I want you to remember it for when we talk about my assessment and what comes next. And speaking of, the Russians promised more of these kinds of attacks. Former Russian President Dmitry Medvedev, who is now the deputy chairman of the Russian Security Council, said yesterday, quote, the first episode has been played. There will be others, end quote. Well, not surprisingly, Ukrainian military and political leaders are now asking for more weapons, both in greater number and higher quality. Ukraine's President Volodymyr Zelensky, of course, has already held phone calls with the leaders of the U.S., France, Germany, to get more military aid. Zelensky, in fact, will also address an emergency meeting of Western powers later today. Finally, we are seeing some other alarming developments really around the world, both related to the weekend escalation and also from the war more generally. So, for instance, the prices for natural gas and wheat both spiked. Also, we're seeing what appear to be acts of sabotage and cyber attacks in both Europe and the United States. So let's start in Denmark. So to refresh our memories, that's where we saw the explosions of the Nord Stream 1 and 2 natural gas pipelines about a week ago. Now that sabotage happened right off the Danish island of Bornholm. Well, yesterday, that island suffered a power outage with local electricity providers saying there that, quote, there was grave damage to the cable network, end quote, that was connected to the grid. Now, more details to come, but it was a very suspicious event involving cables. Speaking of, on Saturday, some important communication cables in Germany were physically cut. They were connected to the train system, and the attack actually disabled a large number of trains and stranded thousands of passengers. German authorities said that the attacks were sophisticated, and they said so because they happened hundreds of miles apart, and they targeted a key communication system between operators and train conductors. And in fact, it served as a backup in case of an emergency. 
And for what it's worth, the Germans might really have a problem here because also yesterday, they fired their national cybersecurity chief because of, get this, his connections to Russia. Now that chief and Germany's interior minister were supposed to present a report on German cybersecurity this week, but that meeting and that presentation has been canceled. The cyber chief is now under investigation. And finally, here in the U.S., some major U.S. airport websites were brought down over the last 48 hours with a pro-Russia hacking group taking credit. So the group known as Killnet launched an attack on the websites of the international airports at Atlanta, Los Angeles, and Chicago O'Hare. Now, the attack doesn't appear to have actually impacted operations at the airports themselves, more of a sort of poke at America and to demonstrate cyber capabilities. So that, folks, gets you updated on a very busy holiday weekend, busy, of course, in Ukraine, uh, Europe, and here in America. Unfortunately, none of it was good, I'm sorry to say, but these facts and developments probably do leave us anxious, wondering what to make of it all and, of course, what comes next. So let's take a quick break, and when we come back, we'll pivot to my analysis. So hang tight. We'll be right back. Picture this. You're driving on the open road, taking in the beautiful views this country offers. Then out of nowhere, you hear a noise and your car breaks down. While still frustrating, you feel protected because you have a plan through CarShield. CarShield has helped millions of drivers from having to pay back-breaking car repair costs. All you have to do is call before a breakdown. Plans can pay for expensive repairs on your out-of-warranty car, truck, or SUV. All for CarShield's low monthly rate that never goes up as long as you cover your car. With a plan through CarShield, you get protection on over 5,000 major parts and systems with just a visit to carshield.com carlson. I'm talking big money items like your transmission, engine, electronics, and so much more. CarShield is here to keep you moving forward and make car breakdowns and the repairs that follow just a tiny bump in the road. Go to carshield.com carlson. Protect yourself from the unprecedented rise in costs for parts and repairs. Visit now to save 20%. carshield.com carlson. That's carshield.com slash carlson. Attention. If you owe the IRS, this is an important announcement. COVID relief is over and the IRS is ramping up like never before, sending out millions of collection letters to start 2024. Do you owe $10,000 or more or have unfiled returns? Now is the time to act. The IRS can garnish your wages, seize your property, and they can even take your home or your business. Don't let the IRS take advantage of you. It's time to call Tax Network USA. Their team of experienced tax lawyers has already saved over $1 billion in tax debt for their clients. They know how to negotiate with the IRS and can help you too. Visit TNUSA.com or call 1-800-245-6000. Again, that's 1-800-245-6000. Don't wait until it's too late. Take control of your tax situation today with Tax Network USA. 1-800-245-6000. Call now. Welcome back to the PDB. We are talking this morning about a very important set of updates in the war of attrition, which of course is between Ukraine, Russia, and the West, most especially the United States. As we now know, a Russian bridge was attacked on Saturday, probably by the Ukrainians, and the Russians escalated in response with a major assault on at least six Ukrainian cities, hitting mostly civilian targets. 
We're also seeing an avalanche of other fallout from this war, including a spike in commodity prices like gas and wheat. We're seeing sabotage in Germany, probably cyber attacks in Denmark and here too in the United States. But the one fallout that we haven't discussed, a nuclear fallout, is probably the one of greatest concern to you that for what it's worth has gripped my attention too. But before we get there, let me start with this. For months, I've been warning that this war will escalate. And when it does, it will increasingly involve civilian targets. And we're sadly seeing that now. So what I predict is that you will see even more of this, both in Europe and here in the United States, because we are caught in this escalation where there is no off-ramp towards peace and settlement. So let me explain that. On one hand, Joe Biden and some Western nations want Putin dead and the Russian state forever weakened. Now to refresh our memories on how we know that's true, on March 26th earlier this year, Joe Biden gave a speech in Poland where he said, quote, for God's sake, this man, Vladimir Putin, cannot remain in power, end quote. A month later, on April 26th, his Secretary of Defense, Lloyd Austin, said that the goal for America in Ukraine was that, quote, we want to see Russia weakened. Now, at the time, commentators around the world, including myself, heard that message very clearly, and it was, America wants regime change. So on the other hand, Vladimir Putin knows all of this. He knows that we want him dead and Russia weakened. So naturally, he is going to do whatever it takes on an escalating basis to keep himself in power and alive. He knows that he's a dead man if he loses this war. And so too are all of his regime friends who surround him. So if you combine those stakes and add in Russia's poor performance over the past couple of months on the battlefield, all because of our weapons and intelligence, well, you more fully understand Joe Biden's warning last Thursday that the world is facing a nuclear Armageddon. For those of you unaware, Joe Biden was at a fundraiser in New York last week where he made this Armageddon comment warning about this very dangerous moment in history. And he added that the last time that we were at this place was probably the Cuban Missile Crisis in 1962. So folks, if you're like me, you probably want to know one thing. How do we de-escalate this war or find ways to a peaceful solution, no matter how imperfect or unhappy it might ultimately leave us? Because as much as I don't like Russian aggression, and I don't, I also don't want my family to die in a nuclear war over Ukraine. So how do we do it? How do we de-escalate? Well, first, you don't say what Joe Biden said yesterday. Remember, he said this, quote, These Russian attacks only further reinforce our commitment to stand with the people of Ukraine for as long as it takes, end quote. Now, maybe you believe that or maybe you don't, but put aside what you and I might feel, our opinion. What might the leadership of Ukraine think about that statement? What will Ukraine likely do with that statement? An affirmation that we will stand beside them no matter what, for as, as long as it takes. Well, in international affairs, here's what happens. The tail ends up wagging the dog. And here's what I mean. When a dog wags its tail, obviously the dog and its mind are in control and the tail wags as it's directed to do. In this case, America is the dog and the Ukrainians are the tail. 
Zelensky and his military are supposed to be our junior partners. They, they are our proxy force that we are using to weaken Russia and encourage ways to kill Putin. But when Joe Biden says that we will stand with Ukraine for as long as it takes, no matter what, well, what happens in the minds of Ukraine's leadership is that they know that we will never leave them, no matter what. And that's made all the more clear by tens of billions of dollars in financial support and weapons. And then on top of that, Biden and other Western leaders have put this war, this fight, in the most existential of terms. It's good versus evil, right? Putin is Hitler, goes the argument. Well, that means for Zelensky, he can do whatever he wants. For instance, he can bomb a really important bridge in Crimea, knowing that it'll escalate things because that's actually the point. Because for Zelensky, it tethers us closer together. We can't leave. Now, no matter if you like or hate Zelensky or Ukraine, that's ultimately really bad for America to be effectively captured by a foreign power. Because Zelensky can start doing very risky things, things that will absolutely escalate the conflict. And it forces us to react and follow his lead. The tail starts wagging the dog. And that's the risk when you start using proxy forces in matters of war. So let me give you another example of this in case you aren't quite convinced. A few weeks back, there was a Russian nationalist in Moscow whose daughter was blown up in a car bomb. Now, her father was supposed to be in that car, but he wasn't. Well, what we now know, based on multiple streams of reporting, to include the New York Times and the Russian press, is that it was the Ukrainian special forces and intel operatives who conducted that covert operation. Now, maybe you think that that's good, but according to these reports and conversations that I've actually had with some old friends, America's military and intel communities thought it was bad. They viewed that covert operation as a dangerous escalation and would not have approved it had the Ukrainians, of course, told them about it, which they did not. Zelensky just did it on his own because he can, because he knows, as Joe Biden has said, that we will be with him no matter what for as long as it takes. And that, folks, is the tail wagging the dog. America is not the junior partner in this relationship. Zelensky is dictating the terms of whatever comes next. And what he's looking for is escalation. Four days ago, Zelensky said this when asked about the prospects of a nuclear war. Preemptive strikes against Russia are needed. Now, honestly, I don't blame Zelensky. He is a Ukrainian defending his country. And he is quite correctly, at least from his perspective, making sure that America and the West will never abandon him. In other words, if he goes down, America goes down too. So friends, are you okay with that? Look, I, I can't answer that for you. That's your call. But understand that as of this Tuesday morning, October 11th, that is the path that our great nation is walking. And that is why, as Joe Biden correctly said, we now face the very real prospect of a nuclear war in Ukraine. All right, ladies and gentlemen, let's switch gears after that very heavy brief and take a closer look at what's on my radar. One quick brief for you this morning on immigration. We'll be right back. Hey, everybody, let's talk cigars. Now, today's journey begins in the fertile soils where the finest tobacco is nurtured, cultivated, and harvested with meticulous care. 
It's a marriage of premium Nicaraguan and Connecticut shade tobaccos. They're blended together, and frankly, the rest is history. Now, of course, I'm talking about the Charter Oak Cigar by the Foundation Cigar Company. Foundation Cigar Company is where passion meets craftsmanship, and old-world traditions are mixed with modern-day styles. I first heard about Foundation Cigars from Joe Rogan, and, as usual, he was right. These guys know exactly what they're doing. Their cigars are unique, and they're laser-focused on quality. Nick, the founder, is recommending the Charter Oak Cigar. It's great for the most seasoned cigar lover or for the casual enthusiast. It's smooth, medium-bodied, with notes of cedar, spice, and a subtle sweetness. How's that for a description? So, when was the last time you had a cigar? Well, maybe you're a regular, or you're just looking to change things up. Go down to your local shop, grab a couple Charter Oaks by Foundation Cigar. Their website is foundationcigarcompany.com, or, like I said, they're sold in cigar shops around the country. Look, anybody who's sat around the fire pit enjoying an excellent cigar and a tasty beverage knows exactly what I'm talking about. Maybe you're on the golf course, or frankly, at this time of year, you've just finished a day of skiing. Perhaps you're sitting on the porch with your buddies or you're playing poker. It's the perfect time to light up a Charter Oak Cigar from Foundation Cigar Company. Do you have a will or a trust? It can be scary to think about death, but not having a plan in place if something happens is far scarier. Thanks to trust and will, you don't have to navigate the complicated and confusing process of estate planning alone. They make it accessible, affordable, and way easier than you thought it could be. Trust and Will walks you through the whole process step-by-step. Each will or trust is state-specific, and you can customize it to your own needs, including guardianship, healthcare preferences, power of attorney, and final arrangements. You'll have easy access and control of all your estate planning documents in one convenient place with bank-level encryption. And you'll reduce the burden on loved ones by helping them avoid complicated probate proceedings and family disagreements, all starting at just $199. Join hundreds of thousands of families and protect your loved ones with Trust and Will. Get 10% off plus free shipping of your state plan documents at trustandwill.com mike. That's trustandwill.com mike. Welcome back to the PDB. As always, I'm watching a few other stories this morning. Put this one on your radar. We've been hearing a lot over the past couple of months about Republican governors loading up illegal migrants onto buses and planes and sending them north to include New York City. Now, that town's mayor, Eric Adams, hasn't been too happy with the busing. He has declared it an unprecedented crisis and has attacked Governor Abbott of Texas as being inhumane, unethical and anti-American for sending the migrants north. But for all the vitriol that Mayor Adams has hurled at Texas, Well, it turns out that Governor Abbott is not the only Lone Star politician moving his migrant problems to New York. As a matter of fact, the city of El Paso, Texas, has reportedly sent more than 7,000 migrants to New York City since just August 23rd. That's more than twice as many migrants as has been sent by Governor Abbott. So why is it that Democrat politicians like Mayor Adams haven't been complaining about mayors like the one in El Paso? Well, it might have to do with the fact that El Paso's mayor, Mr. Oscar Leeser, is a fellow Democrat. Up until recently, Mayor Adams has actually quietly agreed to keep taking migrants from El Paso. He just never complained about it. But in the past week, that has changed. At a news conference last week, Adams said, quote, El Paso, the city manager and the mayor, should stop sending buses to New York. New York cannot accommodate the number of buses we have coming here to our city. 
So one final note here, New York City has a population of 8.4 million people. El Paso has 680,000. So considering those populations, think about this. New York City has taken in 17,000 total migrants since April. El Paso has taken that many in the past three weeks. So as New York and other blue states declare emergencies over illegal migration, it does make you wonder, not just about the hypocrisy, but rather what they'd say if they had to live along the Rio Grande River rather than live along Central Park. And that, ladies and gentlemen, concludes your morning brief. As always, we close out the show reminding each other of why we are here, talking about our country and our world. It's the creed of every good spy and every smart American. It's from John chapter 8, verse 32. And you shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. Good day. Hey, everyone. Mike Baker here. I tell you what, let's talk phones, or rather, let's talk phone bills. Yeah, that's exciting, isn't it? I know. But let me give you a tip. If you're with Verizon, AT&T, or T-Mobile, well, you're overpaying for wireless. But there is a solution. Pure Talk will connect you to the most dependable 5G network in America for half the price of the big names. Now, that's a savings for the average family of almost $1,000 a year. And when you switch to Pure Talk today, you'll get a Samsung 5G phone for free. That's right, I said free. No four-line requirement, no activation fee. Just a Samsung phone built to last with a rugged screen, quick-charging battery, and top-tier data security. The qualifying plans start at just $35 a month for unlimited talk, text, 15 gigs of data, and a mobile hotspot. Just go to puretalk.com baker to claim your free brand-new Samsung 5G smartphone and start saving on wireless today. Go to puretalk.com baker to make the smart switch over to the cell phone company that I count on to save money. Pure Talk. When looking at today's financial environment, it's clear that we're experiencing concerning economic shifts that could impact your retirement savings. We've got stubborn inflation, soaring interest rates, and astronomical debt that could drain their value. Now, the good news is that there is a time-tested way to protect your financial future, and that's gold and silver. American Hartford Gold can ship physical precious metals right to your door or you can store your precious metals in a tax and penalty-free gold IRA. American Hartford Gold can help shield your wealth from this economic turbulence. Analysts predict that gold is set to hit all-time highs. If you've got retirement funds that you can't afford to lose, now is the time to call American Hartford Gold. They'll show you how to protect your savings and retirement accounts by diversifying your portfolio with physical gold and silver, with amazing customer service and a buyback commitment. They pride themselves on top-tier products, great customer service, and a commitment to customer satisfaction. American Hartford Gold has earned a five-star rating from thousands of reviews and an A-plus from the Better Business Bureau. Use the promo code PDB, and they'll give you up to $5,000 of free silver on your first order. So call 866-292-2990 or text PDB to 998899. Again, that's 866-292-2990 or text PDB to 998899.